Joining us right now on the Knockdown Sports Show hotline is the head coach of the Great Falls Bison, Mark Sampson, as his team gets ready for the 2021 high school football season. Mark, it is great to chat with you once again. Thanks so much for coming on again. Uh, thank you, Anthony. It's good to hear your voice again, even though you're far away, but it's nice to hear it again. <laughs> well, Coach, uh, it's great to chat with you. It's always a blast to chat football with you and, and get your thoughts on your team as uh, now we get ready for yet another season. And, uh, again, uh, it's obviously going to be a different year, thankfully, from 2020. But let's just start there, Coach. You know, in five years from now or ten years from now, somebody asked you the question, what was it like to get through COVID in 2020 as a football coach and through the football season? How would you describe it? Well, it was obviously, let's see, I've been in this goofy racket for since 1981, and it was the the strangest year. It was amazing how often you had to, you know, switch gears in the middle of doing something rather than being consistent and and thinking to yourself what you always do in the football season, that, you know, things are going to happen a certain way every week, and, and yet every day you come to school and, you're worried about who is contact trace and who has COVID and who's going to be available for your game on Friday and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, in a lot of ways, it, it's easier for adults to adjust to those things. Um, I think kids adjusted well here. Um, they understood the situation. Uh, our kids were very cooperative when we had to move to a different, you know, whatever. Um and we had to change things a lot, and our kids were very good about it, and they followed the COVID protocols, and and I know they got tired of it. They got tired of it in the classroom. They got tired of it on the football field sometimes, but, you know, hats off to them. And, uh, you know, I guess it taught us some things about maybe how to be better organizers and better managers and quit just assuming that things are going to be the same every year. And But I hope we never, ever go through it again. Um mm-hmm. I don't think I don't really think I understand you know team still won championships and that's great but I don't think the effect of what COVID did for football in general in this country it wasn't very good you know I mean it like I said it disrupted so many things and um, you know if it, whether it be college or high school a lot of programs were negatively affected by this and I think it's going to take them a while to climb out of the hole and, and get back so um, much different there's no doubt about it. Coach, talking about this off season in terms of the, the summer training, the workouts, all of those things. I know you got a lot of athletes that do a lot of sports there, so the training really starts to hit for you guys in you know late May and early June, and you know and even now. So, um, so the fact that how different it was last year, how about this year, this off season, has it gotten back to normal more so, or at least a little bit for you guys? Yeah, you know, last summer, Anthony, it seemed like every week, you know. They're still trying to hold football camps different places, and we'd be planning for one and get canceled. We'd try another one. Um, you know, interestingly enough, what it didn't do was it didn't – it actually increased – what happened a year ago actually increased the amount, like, like the size of our program. The numbers we have are going up. More kids are involved. Um, and the same, same holds true this summer, too. Um, the – the training has gone really well. Mm-hmm. We're kind of back into a normal mode. Uh, you know, we've, we've gone to camps. Uh, we've done some seven on sevens a little bit. You know, I've got some individual kids that have gone on to other, you know, skill camps, you know, that are being offered, uh, both here in the state and outside of the state. So in that respect, it's kind of normal. Um, you know, I, 
I've, I've encouraged the kids because I do believe the last 12 months, whether the kids believe it or not, I think mentally it's kind of been hard on all of us. Um, last week, for example, after the 4th of July, uh, I, I never do this, but I just told the kids, you get a week off. I don't even want to see you. Um, and it was much for them as it was also, I think, for me and the, my staff. We just needed to get away from <laughs> get away from the school and actually have a real vacation, and I think it helped us. And so, you know, I'm no psychologist. I'm no doctor, but I think sometimes it's what we've all been through. Uh, I think, uh, you know, being being able to rest mentally sometimes mm-hmm. and just put your minds on other things, I think it helps kids a lot and helps coaches too. Um, and I know we all are pushing to get one thing and one thing, but, you know, the kids have been, again, they've been really good this summer. Uh, we've had great numbers in the weight room and, and doing everything we wanted to do. And, uh, um, you know, if everything goes to plan, I think we can be a pretty good football team this fall. Well, Coach, uh, the way I look at your roster, it, it, I definitely think there's some exciting things for your team. I know we're going to talk about that here in a second as well. But you brought up some of your guys going to camps and um, you as a team, you know, some of these seven-on-seven things as well. So uh, just give me your thoughts on getting a chance to see these guys compete during this time, being able to do some seven-on-sevens um, and get some experience. I know it's not quite game experience, but some preparation for what these Friday nights are going to be like here in a month and a half. Well, you know, it's interesting how camps have changed over the years, too. Anthony, years ago, we used to go to football camp. would start on Sunday and wouldn't get over till Friday. Now you go to a camp that starts on Tuesday and it's over Thursday. Um, you know, camps are, at the collegiate level have really kind of – they've really scaled down how long they are. Mm-hmm. I think the benefit of camps is, yes, you want to see how your kids compete uh, for a short period of time, like I tell coaches. You know, you go to a camp and you know who your good kids are and what you want to see is those kids that maybe might be a little weaker at at certain positions or not as strong. You want to see if there's, you know, where where those kids are at and, you know, what we have to do to make them better and stuff like that. So, you know, even though it's not a long time, but you kind of see what you're good at and you kind of see what you're not good at and and where you can work on. Um, obviously, when you go to camps, you want to keep kids healthy. Uh, you know, you don't want to go to a football camp, whether it be a one-day, a three-day, a seven-on-seven, and 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 lose a kid to an injury, which, knock on wood, we, we've been fortunate this summer. Um, and also, you know, Anthony, let's face it, most college camps now are heavy recruiting, mm-hmm. you know, places, um, which is fine. I understand how the game works, you know. Recruiting now is in college is <laughs> – 24-7, 12 months a year, and, um, you know, they want to see our kids. And, and so we've had a number of kids have gone to individual, what they call elite camps now. Um, so, but, but, you know, to get our kids out there and have other college coaches uh, see what we have, I, I think is good. I think it's good for those kids to uh, experience what other coaches are like, you know, what programs are like and stuff like that. So, um, you know, from that from that sense, I think it's gone really good. In a couple of weeks here, well, actually a week and a half, about the end of July, you know, we hold our annual, our own camp, and that's kind of like, honestly, it's like the beginning of two-a-days for us. It's, it's We will start installing, making sure we got certain things done offensively and defensively, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, so, you know, most of the other camps at this point are done, um, you know, for kids college, you know, type camp. So 
And about everyone's in the same boat as me right now. Now about every double A school is probably getting ready to hold their own camps uh, either next week or probably the week after. And then, you know, believe it or not, you look at the calendar, uh, we start football, at least date-wise, we start football uh, a month from today, uh, 13th of August. So uh, it's coming up on us really quick. And a question about that, Coach, and I'm excited for that because I can't wait to start the season. I think there's a lot of great storylines here, and we'll get into one of those, especially your opener uh, for the 2021 season. Uh, Coach, you talked about the, the way the recruiting and the college camps have changed the game. Obviously, as you talked about, you've got some really, really talented football players that colleges want. So what advice do you give some of these players or some of these guys that are coming through your program when it comes to this? Because you've been on both ends. You've been a high school coach and you've been a college coach. Well, first of all, I tell them to keep their minds open to anything because ultimately where they go play football is going to be determined not by Mark Sampson but by a college coach. Mm -hmm. uh, fortunately, we've had several players of mine have already had early offers, um, which is great. I mean, it's exciting and, and, you know, kids are excited about it. But I tell them that, you know, recruiting is fun, but recruiting can also become kind of a kind of a downer. And I also tell them, just also make sure you keep in mind who you're playing for right now, you know, and, mm. and, and so fortunately the motivation part for a lot of our seniors is they've taken care of it because we, I have a lot of seniors that want to go on and play college football and they understand what they have to do to go play college football. Um, but, you know, I, I, and the other thing I say is that I don't care what college it is. I don't care if it's Bozeman or if it's Missoula or if it's Montana Tech or Carroll College or like I have a kid going out to Minot this weekend. I, uh, my quarterback has visited camps uh, all throughout the Northwest. I say whatever it is, you treat those people with respect. Everything is yes, sir, no, sir. You act like a young man because they're they're going to make a decision about your future and what you don't want to do is, is you don't want to give them the wrong impression. Um, you know, mm -hmm. treat those men that are recruiting you the way you would want to be treated. But I, I said, you know, you never know what's going to happen. And, and like I, like I tell them all, I said, you know, like I have kids that would love to go play for the Grizzlies and the Cats. But I say to them, you know, realistically, you might have to go play for the Ore Diggers or the Saints. I mean, that's just the level you're probably better at. And, but I said, it's nothing to be ashamed of. There's nothing wrong with playing small college football. It's, you know, it's, it's it's football where no matter where you go, and maybe you might not be playing in front of 20,000, but you're still going to be playing as part of the team. And, and you know, so I think if kids realize what the recruiting process is all about and the time that those people commit to it, I, I think they have a better understanding. And the last thing I was telling them is, you know, through this recruiting thing, I said, you're going to be introduced to dozens of coaches. And I said, I used to say this when I recruited at Northern or Carroll, I'd say, you sit down in, in an office with a coach or you go out to practice, you watch their weight room, whatever it is. I said, what place makes you feel comfortable, makes you feel good? And you say, you know, this is kind of cool. I'd like to be here. And, you know, I said, that's probably going to be the place you should go. You know, mm -hmm. um, we all want to get caught up in the big lights. I understand that. And that's, that's great. You know, my own son played at Missoula for a year and he loved it. But, you know, he also – won a lot of games at Northern for me, became an All-American. Um, and even at Carroll at Northern, even in the Frontier, I coached a lot of kids that could have played for the Grizzlies and the Cats, but they chose those schools and they had great success, and now they're successful. So I always try to tell kids, you know, and 
you've got to kind of look at the big picture. And when you're 18, that's hard to do sometimes. But, you know, go to where you think you're going to be comfortable at, you know. Uh, um, you know, and then once you make your decision, hopefully you'll stick with it. Although, as you know, Anthony, in today's world, called football. <laughs> holy goodness, kids are just moving. The, and, and, you know, I guess legally or however you want to say it, maybe that's their – their business, you know what I'm saying? I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's changed a lot, and you know. But the kids I coach, I don't have kids that are going to go to Alabama for two years and then transfer to Clemson. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Um, so, but I know my son Kyle at Tech. He has a number of kids that you know were one place, and now they've moved to Tech. You know, they were at NCAA school, and now they've dropped down to an NAI school. So, and that's great for NAI schools. Um, I don't know necessarily being older. I don't know if I agree with it all the way, but I understand where where kids are coming from these days. Yeah, I think the interesting part is, is is it really going to be that wild, wild west free agency? Because I know this year they've waived the year rule and all that stuff. Yeah, it'll be interesting yeah. to see what happens once we get beyond that point. Because if it becomes that where they waive it, then, okay, I can see where it's like, Every single year, it's yep. nuts. But uh, it's it's going to be interesting. Uh, exactly. Exactly. And if they if they go back to kind of what it used to be, maybe it'll be a little bit more stable. But like where you have fifth year seniors that can still come back and play another year. Uh, like I was talking to Kyle Torgerson, who's playing for my son at Tech, and he was he was talking about one of the teams they play, and they have a quarterback that was a fifth year senior. And they don't know if he's going to come back or not. But, you know, I, I also look at it this way. You know, you go to college. I know everyone loves to play the sport. But at some point, too, you go to college. If you're not being if you're not being looked at by the NFL, you go to college to get a degree. You play football four or five years. And then you got to kind of move on with life. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that, that again, that's just my attitude about it. I understand why kids like to. You know, at some point, I think a lot of young college people have to figure out that, what's best for them and i don't know you know it's 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 just a weird world out there right now and i know covid kick-started a lot of it but we'll see it may maybe it'll all settle down and everything will be better who knows i don't know <laughs> hopefully hopefully coach but uh yeah. taking a look at at your team now as you get ready for 2021 um like i said there's uh, i think at least for me i feel like there's buzz around your program as a team that's really good obviously having a guy like reed harris a five athlete that he is we saw what he did at the state tournament for great falls basketball um so just kind of tell me what's it been like when you saw him last year with what he's been able to do and now what has he been doing during the summer how do you see him he's going to be a tremendous kid he's got a lot of talent i mean he is truly maybe uh, and next to my own son kyle but just athletically gifted i don't know if i've ever coached a quarterback like this i mean he's six four six five he runs sub four six in the forty four five five. I think he was timed in. Uh, he runs one hundred and eleven two. Uh, he's an all state basketball player, uh, tremendously gifted athlete, and he's so down to earth. He's 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 very yes sir no sir. Very quiet. Uh, he's a great leader on the field. Very smart when it comes to football. I, I'm lucky to have this kid. I'll be honest with you, Anthony. There's no other way to put it. Um, I really believe that, and I know there's other good quarterbacks in the state, but I truly believe Reed Harris is the best quarterback in the state of Montana. Uh, I know the kid at Helena High is going for the Grizzlies, and he's talented, and and the kid at West, he's very talented, and there's probably others, but this is my own, you know, 
I don't know, whatever you want to call it. My own opinion, I think Reed is the best quarterback in the state of Montana. Now, given that, athletically, I don't think there's a better one in the state by far. But what we have to do now is make sure what we do offensively suits his talents the best. And what he can do will help us win. And, and you know, when he was a sophomore, I would say to him, you know, you you don't necessarily have to win every game, but you can't lose the game. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now this year is different. You know, I told him, I said, well, you know, this is your show now. You know, we're going to we're gonna only be as good as you are. And I'll tell you what, you want to you talk about a kid that works hard? Oh, holy goodness. Anthony, I mean, everything he does, he is it's, – it's almost scary how athletic this kid is. And, you know, he's gotten look-sees from a lot of different schools, and um, he's just a great kid. Kids love him. I mean, he's just, he's just fortunate. He, he is he is a kid like a, like some kids I've coached in the past where people just want to be around him, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's, he's competitive as hell. Oh, my goodness, which is great. All the great quarterbacks I've ever coached in my years, one the one thing that stood out about them more than anything uh, was they were just so competitive. They hated to lose, and uh, they'll do anything they can to make themselves better. So starting with Reed, you know, special talent. And then, you know, we have a kid named Ryan Cray who's come back at running back and inside linebacker, uh, about 215 pounds now. Um, he's had a really good – he had a really good spring in the track. He got himself faster. He's had a great summer. Um, Zach Newton, who's returning at offensive line, and, and uh, I think we're going to move him to D-line, actually, but he's a kid that's been a two-year starter for me already, and so this will be his third year. He's had a great summer, tremendously strong, gifted kid uh, at the wide receiver position. Uh, Garrett Stone is a kid that transferred in from Texas last January. His parents moved up here from Texas. Originally, they're kind of from this neck of the woods. Um Kid's about 6'2", 195. He's got really good wheels, quickness, great athlete. Um, he's had a lot of look-sees from schools, too. Uh, Kale Gunlock uh, has come back for his second year starting, just a slot receiver. He's done a great job. Um, you mentioned earlier we are talking about Bridger Polk. You know, Bridger's going to play a couple different positions. He'll help us, in the, especially in special teams. Um, we've got... Uh, we don't have a lot of returners back, actually, on defense, um, mm-hmm. you know, but we have some good talent there, I think. And uh, the biggest, two biggest areas, Anthony, that we have to be concerned about. I mean, I think we're we're really good in skill positions. We're probably as good as we've ever been. Where we're a little bit concerned about, we got to get better at it's both O line and D line. Um, you know, we had kids playing there the last couple of years that were, you know, two year starters, three year starters, whatever, and they all graduated. And uh, we're really heavy senior late at those two positions, so now we have to figure some things out. But we will. Um, you know, we, we'll figure it out, and we'll be all right. But uh, uh, probably the biggest concern offensive and defense is probably what we have up front. Right now we are chatting with the head coach of the Great Falls Bison, Mark Sampson, as we get ready for the 2021 high school football season in Class AA in Montana. Coach, you talked about Ryan Crea, a guy that I noticed. Uh, he ran for over 500 yards. He uh, caught the football and, and you know caught for over 200 yards as well. Uh, so to have a back like him, to have a guy with his skill set to be able to catch the football out of the backfield and run the football effectively, how big is that to have a weapon like him in the backfield? Well, it helps a lot. Um, you know, ever since for years, um, I don't know, going back to my days at Capitol and the Northern stuff, you know, 
I've always believed that running back, I mean, we all get enamored with guys that rush for a thousand and stuff, but um, a lot of times when I've had good football teams, good offenses, is we get the running back involved in the passing game. And um, this year, especially like when we went to our team camp, you know, I tell Reed all the time, I said, you know, there's one guy on this team, you know, if you're just unsure of your read, just dump it off to Ryan and let him take care of it. And Reed's getting comfortable doing that now, which is good, you know. And mm-hmm. Ryan's got good wheels. And when you're 215 pounds heading up field, you know, you're going to get some positive yardage for me. So, um, yeah, there's no doubt about it. And I, I think actually Ryan has a great chance to be one of the better running backs in the state of Montana. I know Glacier's got a stud. And, and uh, there's a couple other good running backs around the state. But I think Ryan can be one of the best. But sometimes I judge running backs not necessarily by how many rushing yards they get in the game, but how effective they are in all parts of it. Um, and Ryan's gotten a lot better in a lot of different ways. Um, uh, so hopefully, you know, like I told my coaches, I said, that's a kid that has to touch the ball 20 times a game. I don't care if it's in the passing game or rushing game. He just has to touch the ball 20 times a game. And I said, if we can do that, I said, I think we're going to be pretty good. Coach, you bring up an interesting point because you talk about the multifacets and all the things that you want your running back to be able to do. Another key as well, and I, I, I'm actually kind of – I haven't asked coaches this before, so I'm kind of curious to your thoughts on this. How important or how much time do you take with your running backs in terms of pass protection and, and protecting the quarterbacks into the last line of defense, essentially, before the defense can get to them? Yeah, you know, every day in practice we do EDD work. And, you know, we'll do live skellies and things like that. And, you know, we spend a lot of time with it. It's interesting, though, in high school, um, you know, not a lot of times do teams pressure with more than five. So we kind of put a lot of onus on on the offensive line to take care of that. But mm-hmm. we do spend a lot of time with running backs, you know, and, of course, that's a, that's a week-by-week scouting report to see how teams like to pressure and if they overload one side and, and et cetera, et cetera. But, it seems like more and more, and I, I think a lot of coaches would agree with me, spend a lot more time probably trying to adjust your offensive line for pass protection. But, um, you know, Ryan is a, a big, strong kid, and, and he got better at that as the year went on last year. Beginning of the year, I don't think he's very good at it, but he got better at it. And I think he understands it more. And, and some of it that some people in the stands don't understand, you know, they, they'll watch a kid maybe miss a block, and they'll think, well, he's just not very good or he's lazy. But sometimes in the in the backfield, sometimes kids are a little bit uncertain about what the responsibility might be. So then all of a sudden when they have to block, it's like, oh, I screwed up here. It isn't because of lack of effort. Sometimes just because they have to get comfortable with what the system is and what their responsibility is. And, I, and we do spend a lot of time on that. So although we make it fairly simple for the running backs, I mean, it isn't that difficult for them because um, I do believe their number one goal is to, to do something with the football, not necessarily always the block for the quarterback. But uh, and you know, if we have to, we'll just we can always keep a tight end in and use him for our sixth, you know, too. So there's a lot of different ways you can work with it. But I think Ryan's pretty good both ways. Um, on our offense, we do a lot of things, you know, pass protection. We have a lot of kind of different schemes, but a lot of times you put the onus on the offensive line. But you know, it's kind of nice knowing you have a kid that weighs two ten or two fifteen in the backfield that can help there. And I think Ryan's getting better and better at it. Uh, you know, every day in practice, we'll do an everyday drill with our running backs to work on their block, and it's hard to do it live all the time. But And then in group work, you know, we'll do a lot of uh, 11-on-11 skelly and some live things so they can actually work on 
pass protection, you know, at a more live level and stuff like that. It's kind of hard to do it sometimes. Um, but he is a good, he is a good blocker. Um, not his number one priority, obviously, with us, but he is a good blocker. And I think he's getting better all the time. Coach, uh, let's talk about the defense. Obviously, you mentioned Ryan Crea. Having a great tackler like him is a great place to start on defense. I know you guys lose some guys, as you've just talked about before, uh, in terms of sacks especially. But uh, who are some guys that you feel like are going to be really competing? And, and you're looking forward to seeing how these guys compete for some starting jobs on the defense. Well, you know, it'll start with Cray and then Zach Newton was our other inside linebacker last year, but I think we're going to move Zach down to a D tackle. He's a, he's a really good three technique. Um, big, big, strong kid. Um, position is probably more suited for him athletically. Uh, Debron Brewer, who was a starter last year at corner is coming back. Uh, Garrett Stone, who is going to be a starter at wide receiver. Uh, we're going to, he's going to play two ways. We're going to have him play cornerback too, which is kind of nice having a six foot two inch cornerback that can run. Um, you know, we're, we're kind of hurt on the D line because everyone that started for us last year, I think graduated. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got some decent kids, you know, that played last year that are, that are, that have to show up and, and do some things for us. Um, and you know, People are going to see Reed Harris playing some defense, too, and I hate that. I hate having to play my quarterback, but I told you earlier that when you go to summer camp, you see where you're weak. And Reed Harris, actually, he used to play a little bit outside linebacker for us, and he's a good one. And uh, so he's going to play He's going to play kind of a strong safety, hybrid outside linebacker position for us at times. So, um, you know, it's, it, our defense is really kind of untested. We, we just have a lot of young, new kids in there, and, and – uh, and they work. They work very hard, and, and they're very coachable. But they're kind of unproven. So, uh, you know, beginning of the season, a lot of it's going to be on the offense to do some good things. Hopefully, our defense will then progress. Coach, something that's always interesting is is developing. Uh, you talk about work ethic all the time. Obviously, in the weight room, drills, things like that. But how many film junkies do you have on your team? Quite a few, actually. Um, you know, some of the kids we've already talked about. Even during the summer, you know, they get on and they, they look at huddle and they're looking at game film from last year. And, uh, you know, during the season, you kind of required other kids to do some stuff on their own. And, and that's kind of hard in high school. You don't really know. It's one thing for a kid to look at a film, but it's also another thing for a kid to understand what he's looking at. Um, but given all that, um, I think our kids, especially our, our top level kids, mm-hmm. I think they do a very good job with that. You know, and it's, it, it to me, and it, it, I don't care whatever sport it is, but when you've got kids that just seriously are excited and are looking forward to a season, uh, especially at the high school level, you know, a lot of things get, you know, are taken care of. You know, but think about high school. It's so unpredictable year to year because it changes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, so we're going into hell and high, and we've got some games home from, from last year, but I don't know – I can't tell you if they're going to be doing exactly the same thing they did last year. You know, everything's kind of based on, well, we're going to guess this is what they're doing, you know. And uh, so um, so things do change. And I really think that sometimes at the high school level you can overthink things. Um, I always tell my coaches, they said, whatever the bottom line is this, uh, you can block and you can tackle, uh, you'll be all right. And I said after that, you know, really, it truly is. You know, spend time on teaching them assignments and stuff like that. But don't get fancy with a bunch of plays because 
you can run all the plays you want in the world, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be successful. So, um, I don't know. You know, it's, it's, but these kids, as I said before, these kids are a little bit different. Um, you know, they're, they've really been in tune to the football part of it. You know, a lot of them, a lot of them played basketball and they had a successful year and I think that was great. And then they got to the track season and even though as a team, we didn't do necessarily great as a team, but our improvement in the track program is, is leaps and bounds. I mean, because we finally have some good athletes out there and, and kids are actually understanding really. I mean, a kid like Reed Harrison's out there competing for state titles. A lot of kids went off for track this year, which was great because they just want to make themselves better for another sport, which is kind of what you emphasize to them. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. But whether it's track or whatever it is, the biggest thing is getting your kids to compete all the time. And that's what we have. We have a lot of three-sport kids more so than ever in the program. And uh, so in that respect, I think the program has taken another step forward. Um, and, again, it's it's all on the kids. It's not necessarily because of anything anyone coach does. But I think kids are starting to understand on this side of town what you have to do and what you have to accomplish if you want to be at the next level. Right now we are with the head coach of the Great Falls Bison, Mark Sampson, as we are getting ready for the 2021 high school football season. Coach, got a few more minutes with you. Um, kind of want to just get your thoughts on the Eastern AA Conference. Uh, obviously, there's West, and it was. Uh, it's, I think it's only getting tougher. Uh, there's no question about that. It's not getting any easier. But what are your thoughts about the East? Well, you know, it is good, obviously. We all know that. We all understand that. Um, you know, West is – I'm sure when the preseason starts, I think West is going to be one of the favorites. Uh, they have a lot of kids coming back. Um, and they always have talent. You know, numbers, they usually do pretty darn good, you know, better than most schools. Uh, they're a big high school, so they get large numbers. Um, you know, he's got some studs coming back. Stanton does a good job down there. Um, I would say right now, West will probably come in as the favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and not talking about us, but, you know, senior Murdoch always does a good job down there. They always seem to be. You know, a few years ago when they had Sulcer and Ryan, you know, and, and some of those other kids, Dick and those guys, you know what I mean? Shit, they were really good, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, but they're always good. Um, I think I think one of the schools that, and I don't think it's going to surprise anyone, but I think a school that's going to make a big move this year is going to be Gallatin High School um, down in Bozeman. I know, you know, now they'll have seniors. they got a lot of kids coming back, you know. Um, got a new quarterback. Uh you know, I think I think Gallatin could be pretty darn good. Um, uh, you know, Hunter Chandler, who's a good friend of mine, played for me at Northern for four years. He's a head coach down there, and he's doing a great job. Um, Levi Wesley over at Bozeman High. I know Bozeman has always been good. Um, I don't know if they're going to be as good this year as they have been the last couple, three years, but, you know, they should always be pretty good. Um, and... You know, I think everybody else will get better. Um, us, I just think that we're better. I think we're better this year than we've been uh, in, in my years here. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I say those things, I guess everyone's optimistic in July and August, but it just seems like there's a different feeling about this group of kids. And I, I, I'm not saying that to discount some of the great kids that have played for me over the last five years here, the, the Blake Thielens and the Torgersons and, 
and things like that. But um, I, I just think overall, there just is there just seems to be something going on with this group of kids that really love the sport. And in all the years I've been coaching, you're successful when you're surrounded by a bunch of kids that that, that show up every day and they don't mind the hard work and they like being together. They do a lot of things together outside of football. And that usually equates to success. So um, I'm hoping that <laughs> – I'm hoping the thing is – you know, and the other thing, too, i got to mention this, Anthony, before we are done. But, you know, I'm starting my fifth year here, and I'm working with the same coaching staff pretty much. Uh, I had one change this year, but pretty much the same group that started with me mm-hmm. five, five years ago is still with me. Um, I jokingly tell him, I said, I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> Have you said that? <laughs> but I do know, I do know that for continuity's sake, it helps to have, you know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, oh, yeah. we all understand each other better. Um, some of the things, if you get a bunch of new coaches, you got to do a bunch of things to get them ready. But I think they all understand and they're, they're good people. Um, they work hard. They enjoy the sport. They enjoy Great Falls High. Uh, you know, we get along well. So, and I, and I think on top of everything, I think they're knowledgeable and I think they, they know the game of football. So, uh, you know, okay. it's just a matter of We've got some studs in place. We've got a good coaching staff. Now we just got to put things together. Well, speaking to that, Coach, uh, i got a couple, just two more questions for you. One being, because obviously sure. you've coached great quarterbacks in the past. Uh, you've coached against great quarterbacks as well. Um, but what have you thought about the level of, of quarterback play? Because as we talked about, you've got Reed Harris. There's Clonch at, at West. There's Hewitt at Helena. There's other guys that uh, we don't – they're they're not as household names as those guys, but they're getting better. Each team seems to have a, a pretty good quarterback now. So what have you thought about the level of quarterback play throughout AA? Are you seeing more good quarterbacks as opposed to maybe one or two guys every year being studs? Well, it's interesting that I guess anything, the opportunity for kids to get good at playing quarterback position has never been better than it is now. I'm talking about opportunities to go to different camps and the coaching that can take part in the off season and and quarterback camps. And, I mean, it's, there's so many opportunities for kids. And then, you know, the kids you've just mentioned, those three kids, you also look at them physically and, and they're getting bigger, you know, and, and, and things like that, you know. You don't see too many quarterbacks right now the size of Kyle Sampson that was five eight one fifty five in high school that you know anymore most high school quarterbacks are good sized kids you know what I'm saying so mm-hmm. but the opportunity for kids to get better has never been greater um, you know there's just so many ways that they can work on their game and and uh, you know so I, I think that the quarterback play overall is getting better mm-hmm. um, I think so every year. There's always going to be, there's always going to be, you know, two, three, or four kids that you call it what you want, but you're just going to say they're studs, and that's just the way it is. You know, last year Sentinel had the kid, the Bay kid, and then, um, you know, the kid at West, obviously, the kid at Helena High last year. You know, Reed only being a sophomore still was pretty good, um, but there was, you know, Bozeman usually always kicks out a good quarterback every year, um, so you know, it's just it's. That's just the way it's working these days. You know, kids just have, like I said, so many opportunities to get better that they're dumb not to take advantage of it. 
We're here with head coach Mark Sampson. Coach, you guys get ready. And I think this is going to be one heck of a battle to start the season off because we're going to see those two great quarterbacks. We're going to see Caden Hewitt and the Helen High Bengals. They're going to come up to Great Falls to play you guys. Uh, so what do you think about Just give me your early thoughts on, on that first matchup with the Helen High Bengals. Well, it's going to be a heck of a challenge because Helen High is good. Um, you know, you can start with their quarterback, but they've got some good players at other positions too. And, um, you know, I know Coach Evans is probably expecting big things out of this team, and and he he should. You know, they're 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 very talented there, and there's kids there now, been playing, you know, starting for him for two or three years, and and I know he's expecting a lot out of this year, and it's going to be a heck of a battle. Um, it'll probably be, as far as I'm concerned, I look at the schedule. I think that game between us and them might be the biggest opener in the AA this year in terms of two teams that I think are. You know, one, Hell in the High has kind of been established as one of the better teams in the state last few years. And then I've been working hard, and my staff has been working hard for four years to try to get us up to that same level, too. And um, it'll be a good battle. I, I hope that, uh, you know, I hope it ends up being, you know, what everyone's going to build it out to be. And I hope that, hope the good guys end up on the positive there. But, you know, we'll certainly be ready for it. And, uh, again, it's interesting, you know, once the whistle blows and they kick it off, it's going to be all about a bunch of kids in blue uniforms and a bunch of kids in white uniforms are just going to try to do the best they can. And we just got to hope we've done a good job of coaching our kids up so that when it's time to go, they can go. And, uh, you know, the coaching kind of ends right there for the most part. So it'll be a good matchup. There's no doubt about it. And it's going to be good for us because we need to know right away where we stand up against the better teams in the state. He is our featured guest, head coach of the Great Falls Bison, Mark Sampson, as he's been joining us on Knock On Sports Show Hotline. Coach, thank you so much for the time. I really, really appreciate it. It's always a blast to chat with you. Look forward to chatting with you again very, very soon as we actually get ready for games and we can talk more about the X's and O's. Okay. Thank you, Anthony. It's always, like I said, I love visiting with you, and uh, it's good to hear your voice again. And uh, I don't know if Montana will ever be the same without you, but we're going to try. <laughs>